Today is Wednesday, October 11th. The title for our devotional is The Big Picture. Yesterday we looked at some alternatives to finding purpose in life. Those alternatives are rather depressing, like nihilism, and they don't fully capture the complexities of life. The biblical worldview, however, is truly, truly irresistible. As I said on Monday, the difficulty in this conversation around purpose is that it is layered. Our first immediate answer to the questions of why are trivial and rather insignificant. The big answers to the question of why seem too lofty to be any practical use in the day-to-day. This is why we need both. Today we'll look at the big picture answers to the questions of why, uh, and this is where the questions of why really end. Next week we'll look at the, at the first steps in our questions of why, or the first layers to the, answering that question. The New City Catechism, which I've linked you to in the devotional, it's a catechism specifically targeted for our culture today. It was produced by uh, Tim Keller's church out in New York City. It seeks to update the great catechisms of the past centuries of the church in modern language and for uh, today's cultural issues. It asks the question, how and why did God create us? The answer is God created us male and female in his own image to know him, love him, live with him, and to glorify him. And it is right that we who are created by God should live to his glory. So this is the big picture answer, and I think it's right. To know him, love him, live with him, and to glorify him. The older Westminster Catechism, it asks, what is the chief end of man? You see why we need to update the language. <laughs> the answer is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Uh, the, the newer New City Catechism is just an updated version of that with some more language to it to describe it. But similar themes, glorify God enjoy him, know him, love him, live with him, is just kind of teasing out what it means to enjoy him. So we see this taught specifically in scripture in many different places. Today we'll see how this is revealed in specific texts, and tomorrow we'll see how it's revealed in the big picture story of scripture. John 14, 1 through 3 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, Would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. See there, Jesus is telling his disciples that he wants them to be with him where he is ultimately. In the next chapter of John 15, 8, Jesus tells his disciples, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Don't miss that first part, that this is to my Father's glory. That is the ultimate reason that the disciples are to bear fruit. A few verses later, in verse 11 of John chapter 15, Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus' desire for his disciples was that they would experience his joy by abiding in him. And so, enjoy him forever. In one of the last things Jesus says in the hearing of his disciples before going to the cross, Jesus prays in John 17, 24, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. So there we see both the glory of Jesus as the second person of the Trinity, the Godhead, in, in the fullness of the presence of God in his resurrected state. We will see his glory and it is far beyond ours. And so we are to glorify him and not ourselves. And he's praying that the disciples would be with him where he is. That's what Jesus desires. In Colossians 1, 16 to 17, just a few more, 
We see, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. It's not for him. All things have been created with the purpose of glorifying him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Romans 11.36 For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. John Piper combines these ideas so well in his famous phrase, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. For additional content today, I link you to the New City Catechism page. They have a free app that you can download that goes through the questions and answers. Uh, it's a great way to get some doctrine into your life. Reflection time. Uh, just memorize this question. How and why did God create us? And the answer, God created us male and female in his own image to know him, love him, live with him, and to glorify him. It is right that we who are created by God should live to his glory. Spend some time meditating on that. Do your best to memorize the answer to that question.